I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I think growing up, it was definitely the whole, you have to be this specific type of person to succeed. When really we should be telling ourselves you need to be you in order to succeed. Right. How do you embrace being this multifaceted person when people around you are happy to take this side of you yeah. but want you to leave that part of mm-hmm. you at mm-hmm. the door? Who are the people around you that you are actually in relationship with and not for? Mm-hmm. Because there are some people that you Ooh. are performing parts of yourself for and not in communion with. Mm-hmm. This world is quickly turning grey because nobody wants to be their vibrant self. You won't be able to find your people if you don't even know who you are. Oh, that's so good. take time. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation we are going to be talking about rediscovering and embracing your true self oh damn confidence and authenticity this conversation actually came off the back of a conversation i was having with one of the sisters today Mm -hmm. and she was talking about you know stepping into something which is outside of her comfort zone but she also feels like it really melds well with how she was when she was in her childhood but she had let that side go of her because other people found it annoying Mm -hmm. and now she's rediscovering it and it really you know sent life light bulbs off in my head that sometimes we lose ourselves because of a a mix of different things from people putting labels on us like Mm. you're annoying stop that that's just not what we do around here um to us being bullied or us just thinking it's quote unquote not cool right and we let that side of us go and then we get to a point where we go through a process of glowing and growing and self-discovery and we realize that that's actually a part of us which is necessary and that we really really love but then how do you go about re-embracing it how do you go about reclaiming it and actually being confident and authentic in it that's the background to this conversation but before we get into it we have a ding 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 dilemma let's get into it Hi sisters, love from Canada. So the dilemma I have is that I have recently come out of a three and a half year long relationship with someone I really love and care about. He treated me very good throughout our relationship, but our relationship slowly deteriorated when I started going through a lot of family issues, Mm -hmm. which reopened my childhood traumas and Mm -hmm. I projected my problems onto him. I noticed changes in our relationship and when he decided to end things, he broke up with me over text just days into my second year of uni we kind of saw it coming so we left it on a good note we don't stay in touch and have only talked a couple of times if there was an emergency but I have had a very hard time coping with the fact that I lost my best friend I depended on him a lot emotionally and was with him through my rough years of the ages of 16 to 19 Mm. it's been about eight months and I've decided to casually date again but on every day I have been on 
on. I haven't found an emotional connection and have gotten bored of them very easily. I'm worried I'm trying to fill a void that my relationship left. I've also felt like I'm moving away from my religion, Islam, doing things that I didn't before, such as casually dating, drinking, partying. I feel like I'm going through an identity crisis and feel very distracted. Mm. Like I don't know how to go back to my former self who didn't have this constant guilt and void. Wow. Quite yeah. the dilemma. Yeah. There's a whole host of dilemmas it's, within the I'm dilemma. I'm telling you, this it? one is multifaceted. This is <laughs> not a multifaceted, <laughs> a multi-story dilemma. Let's let's enter through yeah. the ground floor and, <laughs> and take stock of the house. Through, yeah. Okay, first of all, sis, I'm sending you lots of love. It's actually a really difficult time period. And I think what you're actually experiencing is the birthing of a new self. Mm. I noticed in just towards the closing um sentiments of the dilemma it was the whole I want to get back to how I used to be when I don't necessarily think that's what you need to go for I Mm. think it's more about embracing a new type of you and Mm. embracing that this was an old period of your life and these are the things that have happened and acknowledge that and then move forward and try and create something new or become someone or something new Mm. um I'm very sorry about you know the fact that a lot of the issues um, that you had and experienced led to the breakdown of that relationship. Sounds like he was an excellent guy and it just sounded like, you know, a lot of different factors contributed to that breakdown. And for that, I'm actually sorry to hear. Um, I'm glad that you guys ended on a good note. Mm. It it definitely could have ended badly. (laughs) It could have ended badly. Um, But it ended relatively well. And for that, I'm I'm grateful on your behalf. Um, And, you know, I am also thankful on behalf that you had somebody that was there to ride with you and support you during such a tough time that you were going through. And I think that it can be really difficult letting go of that when that person is no longer available to you in that particular form of intimacy. Um, And that's the thing about relationships, especially romantic ones that are going well, is that, you know, you actually have somebody that's not just, you know, a romantic partner, but also a friend to you. And when that chapter closes, then you lose the privilege of, you know, being that person's friend in the same way. Mm. I think that in terms of like dating and doing things that you feel like are not true to yourself I think you actually might need some more time to really go on that journey of rediscovering who you are as opposed to trying to be what you once were I think that you're in your towards the second year of university I believe or was it towards Um, the end I think she's now towards the end towards the end of university baby girl you are a I don't want to say you're a caterpillar because that conjures up you know (laughs) damn that's not cute But you are inside a cocoon right Mm. now and this is your opportunity to really start bringing together the materials um, for your transformation to become a butterfly. I think that you're really, and I do think that eight months after a three and a half year relationship, baby girl, like it's okay to spend some more time thinking about yourself, developing yourself um, before, you know, running into the dating scene. I think that looking for the same things that you had with this person in the dating scene is going to set you up for failure because you're constantly looking for essentially what was once had and what a other another person was as opposed to um, really embracing the new people as they come and what they can bring mm-hmm. to your life. Mm-hmm. I also think it's kind of, you know, you've been on a couple of dates. It's hard to judge people's like characters and the depths um, of what that intimacy could grow to become from a few dates. So I think definitely give it some time and maybe space out the dates as well. Like take some time mm. in the dating scene. Um, don't have the expectation that it's all going to be, you know, sparks and fireworks when you first meet a person. Yeah. Sometimes these kind of things grow on you and sometimes these kind of connections grow, especially emotional con- connections. 
Um, I think it's quite difficult to establish a deep, intimate, emotional connection right off the bat, unless this is a, you know, a movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it does not for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I think take some time with it. But I really do think that you need to spend some time reestablishing who you are, like what is your identity and what you'd like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you aside from, you know, the relationships that you have or the relationship that you just had? What are the things that you like? What are the, the values that you have, right? Who is the kind of person that I want to be beyond this university experience? I think embracing a period of deep soul searching and really establishing who you want to be and what your identity is and really building and even writing down some of the values that you want for yourself are really really important Mm -hmm. and spending some time reaffirming that I think sometimes we can go and do all of these kind of like external things like going out on dates and then you know um, indulging in things that we don't necessarily think are in alignment with our values because we haven't spent time actually sitting down and deciding who we want to be and then affirming ourselves in that constant Um, so spend some time doing some soul searching it can be in the form of you know at TMS we love the whole therapy and journaling and stuff like that but it can also be things like enjoying experiences alone like aside from dating what are the kind of things that you like to do aside from you know seeing other folks who are the other people in your life you know your friends I know you've spoken about having some um, issues with your family but what are the ways that you can focus on dealing with those kind of traumas for example um, and really like leaning on the friends that you may have and the community that you have outside of the romantic um, domain so I really think that maybe you got you've been eight months out girl spend another eight months <laughs> you got another eight months or something um to really focus on building yourself up before opening yourself up in that that capacity mm. and then once you've done that you can start to think about okay cool taking the lessons that I've learned from my previous relationship which went well um but and also ended well despite there being challenges and taking the lessons that I've learned over this period of soul searching what do I want to do differently in the romantic domain now that I'm armed with this information, this knowledge and this deep understanding of who I am? How will my values transpose onto this you know, new potential relationship or even in dating? And what are my do's and my don'ts? What is my you know, personal mission statement? Those kind of things. So definitely recommend go through that period of soul searching, really decide the kind of person that you want to be. Um, spend some time enacting that and being that person before you start getting into you know the dating field and thinking about opening yourself up in that realm again mm. um but that's what I would say yeah Courtney. no that's I'd love that's to hear what, what think, you'd you'd say I think the same thing I think take time to grieve this relationship and if it does take um you know some more months then take it I do think self-discovery really is the key to this one in terms of okay you feel like you're drifting away from your faith why is that is that something that matters to you do you feel like this drift is causing you some form of anxiety I guess it's causing you some type, some kind of identity crisis but really taking time to solidify okay what actually matters to me is my faith um is that something that's like a core pillar of who I am and is the fact that I am drifting away from it causing me some kind of distress alongside questioning who I am um I do think when you are you know a a teenager or you know in your very very early 20s you do start to question okay who am I like outside of maybe what my parents taught me or the routines that I have been used to what who am I what am I actually interested in and it's worth going about 
discovering these things and putting yourself in new um, situations and different conversations which expose you to different things which you may want to explore however I do think it's important to take a step back and like Renee said whether it's developing a mission statement um, a personal ethos just kind of a resolve about who it is you want to be just take that step to actually decide determine okay who am I? It, it may not even be who do I want to be, but more so who am I? What's important to me? What's my, what are my morals? What are my values? Um, who am I? I like Renee so perfectly put, especially outside of romantic relationships. Um, I do think it's also worth giving yourself this time to process through your family, whatever's happened in your family, um, and the the roller coaster that may be your familial relationships, because like you said, your relationship a huge part of why it ended was because you were going through these things and you may not have known how to handle it as well as you should have um but it may be worth just taking a step back to really process through everything that has happened within your family maybe rebuild some relationships um but I do think when it comes to the dating thing and I'm not finding connections with people it could just be that you're just uninspired like in terms Mm -hmm. of dating and you're just kind of going about it because you feel like like you should be dating but not because you're kind of ready per se um so I would say if you feel if you're questioning okay well is me going about dating just trying to fill the void of a relationship it could be that you just haven't fully grieved the relationship yet and let it go and let that chapter fully closed in a way that you have peace about and that's completely fine it could just be a matter of giving yourself some time and doing some serious soul searching um as well as finding joy in other places because I do think when we talk about healing from past relationships or heartbreaks or you know abrupt breakups um it sounds like a very sad time and you know the crying over ice cream kind of scene but it doesn't have to be that way like you can actually find joy in your degree in your extracurricular activities in your relationships in your friendships um even if you are finding these dates fun trying to find more interesting people to have conversations with it may make this season easier but either way you kind of have to just take a step of saying you know what i i might need to heal from these relationships my last relationship a bit more um But also I just want to discover me and I want to have a good time. And that season can be fun or at least, you know, not as miserable. So, yes, sis, really, really sorry that you and your ex broke up. Um, And like you said, you feel like he was your best friend and you love him. Like you even wrote in the dilemma, which I thought was actually very interesting that you wrote that you love and care for him in the present tense. Mm. I do think there's a lot to try and overcome here and deal with in terms of emotion. So give yourself that time to deal through those emotions because it's completely fine and very necessary. So yes, sis, we hope that that advice was actually helpful. We hope that that advice was helpful to any of the sisters who are going through a similar situation. But if you do have a dilemma, which you would like to send us for us to respond to, you can send it to us at dilemmas at twomysisters.com. Just send us an email, shoot it through, keep it concise, keep it short. 150 characters, (laughs) 150 words. Wow, that's short. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I realized characters. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, when you're in the red, and they're I'm like, in distress. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> SOS. SOS, help me, please. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> but no, um, please do keep it short and concise just so we can work through them. But obviously, we want to 
give you room to just talk i know some for some of you this is the therapy that you need just just write it out and send it to us so that's completely fine we will try our best and we're trying our best to get through as many as possible but yes send in your dilemmas dilemmas at to my sisters.com but let's get into the episode since we've already started talking about Mm self-discovery rediscovery taking time for yourself working through certain things so to start off this conversation on rediscovering yourself and embracing your true authentic self confidently Mm -hmm. Renee yes ma'am ever i mean you you're a confident babe look at you sitting here with your brown blonde braids looking all bronzy stop it you know when you've been out here on the holidays (laughs) you know we was just coming back from the turns to the house of mia and unfortunately i'm back i ain't gonna be looking like this give me like a week or two i'm back looking raggedy oh no you i mean you never looked raggedy before girl (laughs) but i didn't have the same you know that sun-kissed yeah that african glow that sun-kissed glow um tanzania was beautiful our tanzanian sisters you have a gem when it comes to that land like it was a beautiful place beautiful cultures beautiful people you know Um, somebody was like you need to spend like 20 or 30 minutes in an episode just telling us about tanzania and i'm just like baby baby don't worry there's a vlog there's a whole whole lot of things coming there's a whole bunch of stuff actually on that note we usually save this for the end but get plugged into at to my sisterhood the socials everywhere tiktok instagram twitter youtube everywhere get plugged in because we have a lot of content coming your way a lot of courtesy of a lot of different people but um yeah no we are the tanzania tales the zanzibadi tales there's a whole bunch look just don't (laughs) we had a good time we've had to be honest i feel like we've had such a great time in person with folks like even the sponsored walk like upon reflection yeah i will admit okay that's actually a very good point there are going to be some in-person to my sister stuff popping up over the next few months right (laughs) keep plugged in no honestly because we often get a lot of like when you come into my city when how can we meet you guys um how can we plug into what we do and how can we meet other sisters this is how get plugged into the offline obviously Please. stay plugged into the online follow subscribe do all of those things three to four stars Where i mean not three to four stars girl, four to five stars there's 50. so much stuff it's there's a lot but and that's this is the thing like the sister okay we know you're waiting for the episode to start we're getting there yeah <laughs> you're gonna, um, get, you gonna get it <laughs> time stamps you're gonna, we yeah, we're gonna get it, we're gonna, we're gonna, get it. Oh, but the, one thing is like we're evolving so much like Yo. as a sisterhood this thing that started as a podcast you know 40 minutes episodes here and there is now like a sisterhood, like a real community. And I think Tanzania really solidified that what we're doing is really impactful. And that's actually a place to to pause and say thank you all so, so much. Because one one place where it became very real for me was when we were in Tanzania Mm. and we went to the school and we actually Mm. donated... things that you guys all like donated for us to give and you all chipped in like your money your hard-earned cash and it's crazy how us all coming together on the internet even the ladies in Tanzania who had never met each other and had flown out to this country to just do sisterhood in person we had all been able to connect because of this podcast and do something really impactful really impactful and like i said the sisterhood is evolving and we want you all to be a part of it and literally just know that plugging into um 
the podcast and mm. listening to us that's the baseline like we want all of you to be here but that's the baseline Man. like we want all of that we want that to just be your door and your entryway entryway to finding real meaningful connections with people not just us but with other people and so events sponsored walks and stuff like that sisters we are listening right now it is just us like us too that's Hello. the tms team <laughs> um literally content admin community everything that is us um but we're trying our absolute best and we are so appreciative and we cannot wait for the future of tms to evolve and not just be birthed from us but mm. all of us mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all of us are making up the future of tms and so yeah thank you thank you so so much but get plugged in guys like you guys are making things sell out like this i'm not gonna lie so us even say get plugged in you guys have already been on job but we just Honestly. don't want anybody to miss out like we don't want anybody to miss out meetups events there are things activities in the, all of it look there are things coming in the pipeline <laughs> i don't want to drop too much but there's things coming yeah. in the pipeline asap just keep your eyes peeled we don't want to hear it where folks you know don't get yeah. access and all that kind of stuff i'm gonna keep i'm just gonna leave it there keep your eye if you're listening to this and you want to come to an in-person imminent tms event <laughs> and like. you missed out on the sponsored walks you missed out on the last like show you missed out on t- yeah this is your warning yeah yeah this is your warning but also there is so much to come coming so, so much, to much. Come. but yes um i don't know how we got here but <laughs> oh yeah me complimenting your glow yes yeah, so. <laughs> that's a courtesy of mother africa um yes 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 <laughs> so you are very confident and like you have every reason to be and so have you ever dealt with feeling like you were insecure about something about yourself not just because we've talked about um, mm-hmm. like body, body confidence issue, body dysmorphia, like all of these things. We talked about these things, but yep. apart from the physical, in terms of your personality, your intellect, whatever, anything. Yeah. Have you ever felt an insecurity about a part of you? Interesting. Wow, we're going deep today. I like it. Why I like not? it. I like it. It's <laughs> exciting. It's exciting. Um, I would say yes, definitely. And I think what is sometimes quite scary about having insecurities around your personality Mm. is that these are often really deeply ingrained traits that can be very difficult to change. And it feels like almost like a fundamental flaw, like a very serious personal attack when it's like, oh, this is something about your character that some people may not like. Um, Thinking about some examples, I would say, I'm gonna do it chronologically about some of the things that have worried me or troubled me about. (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) about my traits or my personality um i think the first thing that i kind of had insecurities around was my sense of humor Mm. so courtney knows i could be a very unserious person (laughs) like i i'd be out here still sending her tiktoks she'll be thinking it's a serious message it's just a link to a tiktok or just um one of the ways that I used to like deal with trauma is make a joke. And even mm, now, like when mm, things mm. are serious, I like to make a joke to kind mm. of lighten up the atmosphere and whatnot. However, that can, if you're constantly like jokey or you seem to be the person that's like a little bit detached from situations, that can be quite difficult for people to process who tend to be a lot more just generally overall serious. Mm. And I think sometimes it's made it difficult for me to feel comfortable enough to be myself in situations because I don't want to come across as though I'm like 
oh, she's making light of a really right. like serious situation or like she's just not a serious person or like she doesn't care or mm. she's um, unempathetic. Right. So it was very difficult for me for a long time to feel comfortable enough to bring the fullness of my personality because that actually involved me bringing things like memes and humor and stuff like that. And it was only as I got older that I realized that it's actually necessary to bring joy to like dark times mm. and dark humor is one of my favorite types of humor <laughs> like yo yeah. um and sometimes that kind of humor is actually necessary in order to transform um places spaces environments and mm -hmm. people and it's only in really being intentional about increasing the depth and intimacy of specific relationships that i've really felt comfortable enough to be that ha 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 key yeah, key key yeah. type of um person yeah and also I've given myself permission to actually be joyful and joyous. Mm. I think because there's so much darkness in the world, a lot of people, you know, misery love, loves company. And I think because there's so much darkness in the world, it can feel so, you can feel so much pressure to be part of that darkness. Mm. Even when you open like social media or mm. when you're in the company of different types of people who tend to be a lot more pessimistic, yeah. it can be so tempting to join in on that. But when you're naturally a person that tends to be, ah, I'm going to make light of this situation. It's really just you like dragging down yourself as opposed to enabling yourself um, to feel comfortable in those, those situations. So that's one area of insecurity that I've dealt with. Another area of insecurity that I dealt with is... I used to be very slow to speak and very uncomfortable with sharing my thoughts and like opinions because I didn't necessarily have confidence in the way that I expressed myself. Mm. So even prior to university, during university or something I really, really struggled with where I would be silent as a lamb. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I struggled with being able to articulate. I, well, I felt like I couldn't articulate myself well without like hesitating or murmuring. And it's only actually a product of being in situations where I have to put myself on the spot that I feel a lot more comfortable and confident. But coming from where like I came from, having to be that person that's always like, you know, being the pacifist or the peacemaker or coming from um, a background that wasn't necessarily like, you know, upper class or whatnot. And constantly, I remember like so, so vividly, there was a time where like my lecturer asked me for my opinion and I said in it mm. and I was so self-conscious because I was just like, oh my gosh, they're going to think, damn, she's from the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> she said in it. And for those who don't know what in it means, in it is an abbreviation of isn't it, which also yeah, means yeah. is not it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tried and tested times. Um, so <laughs> wow, <laughs> they must have been looking at you like, like what? where did we pluck this one from? We really went the into ghetto. the ghetto, the inner city. <laughs> Maybe say it in it for the inner city. Um, but yeah, even the way that I artic I articulated myself, um, mm. I used to hesitate a lot more when I spoke. Mm. I was very very slow to speak. Um, it made me feel so, so uncomfortable because it was like, wow, there's all of these things that I want to share, but I don't feel comfortable because I feel like it's going to be translated wrongly or right. I'm going to be judged because of the way that I speak. Yeah. Um, so that was also another insecurity that I dealt with that really for a long time meant that I just didn't speak up when I needed to. Not even necessarily when I wanted to, but actually it was mm. necessary for me to speak up and yeah. maybe defend some points that I had shared or maybe speak on behalf of other people. And it's only like recently now that I've really given my, and I mean, as a result of this podcast, I've really given myself permission to say whatever, well, not whatever the heck I, I want, yeah. but like, I feel a lot more comfortable 
doing the whole thought to mouth thing as opposed to over processing right. and stay in silent. Right. Um, so that was another area that I really um, struggled with. And then the last, because there was quite a few, but <laughs> the last that I will highlight um, was this constant like dichotomy between my creative side versus my mm, intellectual okay. side. So growing up, I was definitely the person that was like, oh my gosh, Renee is such a brain box right, and right, you know, right. all that kind of stuff, um, which I'm really grateful for. I, I, I'm happy to say that I'm, I am and I was an intelligent child, um, but I loved creativity. Mm. I loved writing stories. I loved drama and theater mm. studies. I loved acting, all that kind of stuff. But for a long time, I felt like I had to mute that part of myself in order to be the intellectual yeah, babe, yeah, the, the yeah. corporate babe, the boss babe, all of that kind of stuff. And it's only again recently, maybe in the last like two, three years or so, that I find myself being able to be the storyteller, the actor, the person that's like actually invested in content. And it's such a shame because I wish I had told, if I could go back and tell like younger Renee to do anything differently, it would be to invest in the things that you love doing mm. and invest in the different sides of yourself, really experiment. I think growing up, it was definitely the whole, you have to be this specific type of person to succeed when really we should be telling ourselves you need to be you in order to succeed. Right. Like there's this specific idea of I have to be this kind of person with this character traits and invested in these kind of intellectual capabilities yeah. when really the more you invest in the things that you're actually naturally talented yeah. at, the more chances you have of succeeding in right. those areas. Right. Um, so that was something that brought me a lot of like inward and internal um, insecurity because on the outside it's like damn you are acing all of your exams you are so smart you are doing the research and academic thing but I just wanted a creative outlet mm. like I, I really wanted to and eventually I was able to do it on the side here and there like I could take my drama a level and do drama at like um, university and stuff and then after university do my little things here and there yeah. but for it to actually be a, allow it to be part of me mm -hmm. and allow that part of me to be front and center was something I really struggled with mm. but I have spoken a lot no no that was actually <laughs> really and you dropped some gems in there as well and it's so true that thank you for sharing that by the way because it was very honest like very very honest and I, I think some of that will shock a lot of people about you because yeah. You come on here every weekend, you tear us all to shreds kind of thing. <laughs> but I'm joking, I'm joking. But no, in the sense that you are such a confident and such an eloquent and profound speaker. So I think a lot of people would be very like, oh, wow. Oh my God. You Insecurity are... is about your opinions. <laughs> How? Uh, this <laughs> is the, what they call baptism by fire, man. <laughs> for real. I think for me, it, I think I can only really think of two because... Mm -hmm. Authenticity is something that I've been embodying <laughs> since I was a young, a young infant because I am just who I am. <laughs> no, genuinely, like I've always been, and, and you know what, kudos to my parents because I do think my, there were some things my parents tried to like shut down in me, but the majority of it was just, that's just you Courtney. know that's one of the things i love about you both yeah you're really just the you. courtney is courtney yeah Yay, just nothing. me i, I just uh <laughs> you're yeah. gonna take this courtney whether you like it or not and it's actually something i've struggled this isn't one of my um like insecurity things but it's something i've struggled with in the sense that like i think it's one of the biggest things that held me back from going into like corporate mm. i struggle to compartmentalize myself okay. like yeah, i yeah. am myself 
in every domain domain like every i am in brand meetings sometimes with like big brands and i'm just there like talking 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 and i'm like this is a professional meeting but and i but i just don't know how to leave certain parts of me out of it um i'll be like corporate speaking engagements or like serious speaking engagements and i'm just busted jokes from you know the stage because that's just who I am um and I do think that came from just a lot of my parents just being like you are who you are Mm. and like it just is what it is um and I love when you mentioned that um but especially about your humor that sometimes you need it like and I think once you for me personally seeing how much joy me just being myself brought to people definitely encouraged me to just stay myself because Mm. I'm like I like when I see people laugh I like when I see people are like they feel like their problem has been solved like I want to bring all of me to a situation um because I feel like it could help right but there are two instances where like two things (laughs) which have definitely made me especially when I was a little bit younger I'd say like mid late teens just question whether I should leave that at home right um the first one is I am similarly a very opinionated person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have a lot of opinions about a lot of things right and especially somebody as somebody who is very much similar to you like very much into politics that's what I studied at uni like very much into politics political issues um into sociological issues and I have an opinion about society mm-hmm. and people in it yep. um, and, and the way the way it operates sometimes I and my my mom always used to say this thing and put this label on me which is Courtney you are very controversial and it was like <laughs> I don't even think I'm a controversial person I don't think like I either. think I'm very I'm, I don't think I'm tongue-in-cheek I think I I try my best to balance but I think for her especially thinking culturally it was like okay you're talking to these aunties and uncles about certain things and I come from a culture um, as a like second um, generation immigrant, first generation, no, second generation immigrant, a child of immigrants child. um, And like West African culture is very much, you're too young to talk about these things, you know, stay out of adult people's business. Exactly. But I was always in adult people's business. I'm like, (laughs) y'all are doing some foolery. I got something to say. (laughs) (laughs) And I would not be shy to let people know, especially because I felt like, a change needed to happen. And I've always been that sort of person of, if I feel like a change needs to happen, a shift a shift needs to happen mm. here, I'm going to say something, um, especially so that it Absolutely. saves all of the people. And so one thing that I realized was, oh, maybe I am ruffling too many feathers. Like maybe I am making people uncomfortable. And this is something that I've constantly, um, has constantly been in the back of my mind, unfortunately, because I had been labeled, you know, controversial. It was kind of like, I don't actually want to make people uncomfortable comfortable but I what I have to say may make some people uncomfortable you know and kind of getting past that point of you have something to say and you actually need to say it it's not you know f what people feel it's more so if it's gonna make people feel uncomfortable maybe that's the catalyst for the change you know the discomfort um but it, it kind of made me quite insecure about my intellect in certain contexts and Mm. conversations because I I never wanted to come across as overbearing condescending like I was just trying to make other people feel insecure especially because I am quite knowledgeable about things and I think our educational background as well and just being readers it just means that you know we can engage in a lot of conversation and sometimes I'll be in conversation with people to this day and they're like sorry Miss Cambridge sorry did it oh big language big and I'm like let me shut up 
because I'm not trying to be, I'm just being me. Yeah, like I'm just yeah. being me and I'm, I'm caught up in a conversation and I'm passionate and I have the language mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for what mm-hmm. it is I'm trying to say, but I don't want it to be interpreted mm-hmm. as me being pretentious yeah. or me being, um, you just think, you know, I'm not a know-it-all. Miss, like I, I really genuinely want to engage in conversation here but I also just know what I think. And that's where I want the conversation to kind Mm -hmm, of start mm -hmm. from the fact that I'm confident in this argument, but if I'm wrong, I want you to tell me, and I don't care whether it's, you know, fancy, fancy language, or, you know, if it's vocabulary that you think matches mine, whatever that means. Um, I just want to talk, but then people highlight this thing. And I'm like, I don't want to be perceived a certain way. Right, right, right. And I I don't, I don't want to come across as that. So that was a big insecurity especially coming out of university and having more language Mm. for um within political conversations and politically charged conversations the second thing was depth like i am a again as a conversationalist um i very much enjoy having deep conversations and I can have deep conversations with anybody. Absolutely. You know me, like we'll be chilling and then we'll be talking and I'm like, yeah guys, but what about this? And everyone's like, because I'm just like, there's, there's why tiptoe on the shallow? Yeah. Like why yeah. do that when the solution to this is in the deep? Like, do we actually want to wow. find the solution or not? That was good, man. You know, so let's actually venture into the deep. And I've never been scared to do that. But sometimes it felt like, is this going to be a dampener on conversations? And also does this, it's going to sound so shallow. Mm-hmm. Does this age me? Like I've always felt this sense of, I feel a lot older than my peers. Yeah, not, not Courtney, a 45-year-old <laughs> inside a 20-year-old body. I feel a lot older than my peers in terms of maturity. And sometimes that has felt like a a separator. Like it's, uh, okay, do I want to be down with the kids? And then if I am down with the kids, then sometimes I have to look over, th- overlook things which I already know better about. Yeah. You know? Um, but then at the same time, it comes back to that first point. I don't want to come across as pretentious and like I know it all and all of that. But it's kind of just taken me a very long time to embrace the fact that this is just who I am. You know, I have opinions by God's grace. And like, thankfully, I have a lot of wisdom about certain things, which has been birthed from trauma Mm -hmm. but also just like an understanding you know um and that's me and I love that's why I love that you brought up about sometimes situations need that and you can't keep hiding that because situations need it because I've noticed that like if I didn't embrace that part of myself, I wouldn't be able to bring that part of myself to the podcast. Precisely. You know, I wouldn't be able to bring that part of myself to um, anything that I create, but also the conversations that I have in person. And I don't mind being the friend people come to when they need depth. And if you feel like I'm too deep for a situation, but don't get me wrong, I'm not, I still, I'm a clown. Yeah. Like, don't, <laughs> don't get existed. They're called in multifaceted. <laughs> don't get existed. Your girl's a clown. Clownery to the core. The clown. But, um, I think there's there's had to be an embrace of the fact that I'm all of these things. Mm. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. Mm-hmm, and that's why mm-hmm, I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about it. Cause it's like, how do you embrace being this multifaceted person when people around you are happy to take this side of you, yeah. but want you to leave that part of mm-hmm, you at mm-hmm, the door mm-hmm. because it's too much for them or too little for them or whatever it is. Um, so what would you say? First of all, we've talked about this a few times in a couple episodes, yeah. which is like, Taking time to actually discover who you are and what you want. And even in a dilemma, right? We mentioned it. But practically speaking, 
how do you go about finding who you are and what you want out of life Ooh. and from yourself? Wow, practically, how do we go about the great self-discovery? Yeah, because, you know, it's I want David the girls to have practical yeah, guidance. guidance. You know, the, the, what do you call it? The great David Attenborough of uh, <laughs> self-discovery. So we're going is to David go on. Is David Attenborough Yes. Oh, okay. This is on the precipice Ooh. of... Um, oh. uh, we should Lizzie. have even opened yeah, the episode bro. with that. <laughs> Ohima Lissy, Queen yeah. Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys have been checking on your parents. Honest to God, if you have a migrant parent, (laughs) especially if they are from a country that is in the Commonwealth, I hope you have sent them regular WhatsApp messages to just make sure they're okay. Um, But honestly, like, rest in peace to the Queen. I'm not a royalist, I don't really care for the monarchy. However, it's undeniable that she was, you know, a boss babe. Yeah. Woman in leadership. 70 years. <laughs> no, let me not laugh. She's actually passed away. Yeah, she has. But um, yeah, no, but 75 years on the throne of Britain. Yeah. That is insane. Britain's longest reigning monarch. Um, so yeah, yeah wow. condolences to her family. Um, God save King Charles, I guess. But you know. I mean, he's 73 going on the, the throne. She lived to 96. <laughs> we got a long time for him. We got at least, what, 29 years? <laughs> wow, that math was all the way wrong. 23, sorry. If he lives as long as his mother. We're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it yeah, there. That's, yeah, that's that's a long time. Like, can you imagine 23 years ago, almost our age, that's the wild. queen was 73. Wow. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She was still old. She's been <laughs> that woman had been. And a, you guys are having quarter life crisis. You know what I mean? The Man, queen nearly lived four quarters. Oh, life Just is take long. time. <laughs> No, nah, man, but she's also been living comfortably, Sha. Yeah, yeah, so, no, I, honestly, and when you have life, like, isn't it? exactly, when you have nations literally saying day after day, God, God save, save the, the queen. queen. That's That's a, look, prayer on. is, is get, power oh, of the word, baby. Make sure there are people praying Pray for, it you, for and you praying on your behalf and all that God kind save of you, sis. God save the sisters. Long live <laughs> the sisters. Long live the sisters. Honestly. All right. Ah, God save the sisters. <laughs> yeah, we're, sisters, we've been praying for you, but we're going to double our efforts. <laughs> we have to double our efforts. Biggest man thing, but yeah. Um, Anyways, rest in to... peace to Queen Elizabeth. Can't remember why we brought this up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? David Attenborough. David then. Attenborough being alive. <laughs> <laughs> Just a news notice. I As feel like when see. he dies, we're going to have to do a what? little opening. They'll have to have like, oh, 100%. David, David Attenborough, he is a national treasure man anywho um as you can see we're in unprecedented times in the united kingdom at least i know you know globally everyone is going through their own passa but the passa in the uk is passing pray for us guys the uk is going through a whole bunch like we just got a new government 72 hours ago again (laughs) now the queen is dead (laughs) ouch What's the lot going on? <laughs> got a new prime minister, got a new king. The, That's a whole bunch. The cost of living crisis is continue to crisising. Oh. Um, anyways, back to self-discovery yes. and such trying and yeah. testing times. I think that first you need to be very intentional about what you want from the self-discovery process. Mm. I think many of us go in with the whole, oh, I just want to be better. Like mm. I just want to be That's good. this. When I was younger, I used to like 
visualize and imagine like what I would look like as this new and improved version of myself but I never really thought about what my character would be like and I never really thought about like okay I say I want to be confident but what does that actually look Look like like. what's the practical implications of that so for me it was I wanted to be able to speak better and speak more confidently and speak in a way that I feel is true to how I'm thinking Mm. um for me it was again that translation piece of okay I want to look better it's not necessarily about like my body composition but just the way that I carry myself like do I walk with confidence do I you know um speak with more like authority in my Mm. voice do I look at people in the eye I used to have so much trouble looking at people in the eye because I I realized that in terms of like depth and stuff I think the eyes are the windows to the soul and I feel like there's certain people that you look at and you're just like (laughs) (laughs) you do there is some crazy in you that you are dealing with or like I just I always felt like it was a very invasive thing but now I kind of like look at people in the eye and I'm just like I know oh Mm. I know you're dealing with some crazy Mm. I can see that right Mm. right away Mm. I think it's important to be very intentional about okay what is the practical what is the practical implications of being this confident person like when we talk about being confident what does what does that confident person do what do they sound like how Mm. do they operate Mm. how do they behave in specific situations um and for me because I wanted to be confident, I needed to put myself in situations that required me to be confident. I think that's the piece right. that a lot of people are missing. Like when we go on that glowing and growing journey, it's like, okay, I want to do this and affirmations and stuff, which is great to have yeah, those. I yeah. have my affirmations. I talk to myself. I tell myself regularly that I am it and that yeah. I'm beautiful and all of these kind of things. But I also put myself in situations that I previously found quite awkward and uncomfortable or at least challenging um, to force the best of myself to come out. So like even when we started this podcast, that's something challenging for me initially because it meant week in, week out, I had to come and talk about my opinions, come Mm. hell, come Mm -hmm. high water. Mm when it came to like enacting my creativity, even things like content, Lord knows I don't really like doing it sometimes, Mm -hmm. but forcing myself to do it or like making it something that's a habit of mine meant that the best of me had to arise in order to meet the worst of those problems. Mm. So sometimes it's a case of outlining the environments and the specific situations that you're going to meet and allow the best of yourself to meet the worst of that. Um, So try and engineer situations and try and push yourself a little bit more to be in really intentional places of discomfort Mm. so that you can grow. I definitely believe that if you want to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. There is a season of discomfort that you must go through and you must push through in order to become comfortable. It's the same as with like, obviously you guys know, I love the whole gym, babe, all of that kind of stuff. There's a period of discomfort when you're adjusting to a new weight or a new exercise, and then that becomes your norm. So you need to find those moments of discomfort, those environments of discomfort, and then allow it to become your norm. But you have to push through. You really, really must. Um, Another thing was accountability. Like when I think about the most impactful changes that I've had, especially now, it feels like it's accelerating a lot more because I'm confiding in and leaning on the people that I have around me a lot more accountability is important and it's not just in the sense of oh just having someone to just partner with me yeah partner Mm. let's do this together Mm. but somebody to actually speak with and be like yo 
can you share with me the things that I'm doing? And is this in alignment with the vision of myself that I've articulated to you? Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, like I will come to Courtney and say, Courtney, I want to do this or like, I want to do that. It's like, okay, cool. And then the next day I'll be like, Courtney, I don't think that I can do this anymore. I don't think I have the capabilities, the capacity. I don't have the capacity. And Courtney was just like, girl, you told me yesterday. <laughs> just, just yesterday. It's just because you faced one problem here that you mm -hmm. now think that you can't do this. So having accountability or at least having somebody else that you can articulate the vision of who you want to be mm. means that you have somebody to hold you to account when the trouble does come or yeah. when it starts to become difficult. Don't think that you can do this whole journey of glowing and growing and becoming your authentic self without having people around you. Mm. And I think um, I wanted to say, speak really briefly on what you were saying around like the fact that we're multifaceted people, yeah. but then sometimes there's people around us that can only accept like specific parts. parts of us right you need to evaluate and this is not me saying cut off people and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff but you need to evaluate who are the people around you that you are actually in relationship with and not for mm. because there are some people that you Ooh. are performing parts of yourself for and not in communion with when you're in communion with people it means there's a partnership and in the partnership you can bring the different materials in order to make the partnership work yeah. When you are in relationship for someone else, it means that you're performing yeah. in order to serve a specific function in their life. So you may good. be the funny friend. You may be the friend that they come to for depth only. You may be that person that, you know, you're a go-to kind of person. Evaluate the relationships that you have in your life and come to an understanding as to which are the relationships in which I am for somebody and which of the relationships in which I am with somebody so mm. that distinction is very very important especially in this whole how do I become the best and authentic version of myself and understanding which environments I'm allowed to do that in generally speaking it's in the relationships with people yeah. that you can bring your most authentic self because so they are not good. shocked when you know you can go from being funny to being mm. deep to being this to being that that's how relationships function and I think it's actually such a shame that particularly in, in this generation, there's so much performance mm. because there's the explosion of, look, good things always have the capacity to be both good and bad. Yeah. I think the explosion of like content, the explosion of like people feeling like they can be more creative and stuff like that has yeah. been amazing. And just the ways in which we can now connect with so many people, unprecedented. However, because there's so much pressure around those connections and maintaining so many different connections, yeah. Many of us fall into this default of performance, performing in relation, so romantic easy. relationships, performing in our friendships, performing in our um, parental relationships, performing in our professional um, yeah. relationships. We need to like, bring it back in order mm. to become your authentic self, especially in relationships. Mm. You need to start doing relationships with people and not for people. That's so that so was something good. that was milling in my mind when you were speaking about like being multifaceted, because when I reflect um, upon the pivotal moments in my life it's the moments in which people have allowed me to do relationships with them as opposed to for them mm. so that's another thing that I would say and then lastly to wrap up this uh, <laughs> spiel <laughs> je ne sais quoi <laughs> the je ne sais quoi that I've been on everyone knows that I love evaluation mm -mm -mm. how have you been doing how have you like what's what's the rap sheet what's the scorecard um, and we've spoken so many times in um, different episodes. I think one of our most recent episodes on like regrets and failure, we talked about the importance of picking yourself up when, you know, things don't go to plan or when yeah. you mess up and stuff like that. I think, again, having that element of let me review how everything has gone. Let me review how I've been feeling, how 
comfortable I have felt in pushing myself, how comfortable I have felt in some of these spaces, how comfortable I felt in some of these relationships. And if something is not working, let me like change it. Mm. Because sometimes we can be stagnant in our direction of travel, not realizing that sometimes the direction of travel towards progress isn't linear. Mm. So you may have been starting off on the way, you're heading, making so much great progress, but then eventually to continue progressing in the right way, you're going to have to take a left turn, but yeah. you're continuing to go straight. Yeah. If you don't have that checkpoint and that stop point to actually see which where the road is going, you will miss the turn and continue in the right direction of travel for all intents and purposes that you think and you initially started, yeah. but you will miss the pivot towards where you actually want to go. Yeah. So I think it's important to have those kind of like stop gaps. I'm a big believer of like having self retreats as well. I know that not everybody can do this due to like jobs or like other things that they're doing caretakers all that kind of stuff but even if it's like a having an hour every day to just really check in with yourself Mm. have I been my authentic self have I Mm. felt comfortable in these situations how did that interaction make me feel um it might be a longer retreat where you take like maybe a weekend or a couple of days and just spend some time in solitude something like that where Mm. you actually are presently and intentionally checking in on yourself and how authentic you've been in your interactions and whether that matches up with your vision of yourself Mm. but that's what I would say that's so good no that's so spot on I think that is such great um advice for like evaluating whether you have been your authentic self and like it's so important to take that time to just analyze things a little bit and Mm. just take time to sit back and think to yourself, okay, how am I actually doing? And am I walking and living in alignment with who I actually want to be? And I think when it comes to then like actually discovering, well, who am I then? And who do I actually want to be? um, I love that you mentioned content because I think one thing that content does which can be a double-edged sword, is Mm. it can show us who we can be. Mm. And then we get very inundated with so many external images of who we can be that we then spend the majority of our time and the majority of our life trying to find an image that we can fit into when actually you can take time to determine, well, who do I actually want to be? And also who am I, right? I think there's an element of embracing who you've always been. I know in this uh, like going and growing journey, it can really seem like a journey of recreation in a sense and you building yourself up to be something, but it really is a journey of self-discovery, which mm. is you're not building this new person, you yeah, know, this yeah. new optimized Renee 3.0, Courtney 3.0, who's, you know, her ultimate glowing and growing self. It's actually a deep connection and acceptance and love of the person you always have been. Um, the person who you were born to be, right? It's reconnecting with the person who's been, not just the person you're becoming. And some of us don't like that because a lot of labels have been put on us. And this is why you have to be careful about getting your or making the root of your self-discovery external opinion. Um, because even, even if it is inspiration from like the content that you see, um, 
on the flip side, it can also be people's opinions and especially negative opinions about who you've always been, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you're this person, like I'll take the examples that I mentioned earlier, your opinions kind of make me feel like you think you're better than me, you know? And then you, I would then strip myself of that part of me, which is important, which is a part of my personality, um, just to make somebody else feel comfortable. And what you've got to be careful about is really letting other people's opinions shape who you actually are. And not enough of us are in touch with our own agency, which is the ability to actually say, this is who I am and this is who I want to be. Everybody else's opinion cannot be primary for me. It can't even always be secondary. Sometimes it just needs to be tertiary, arbitrary, all of of the just periphery, (laughs) just... (laughs) <laughs> just, just roaming around in the atmosphere but All nothing the reason, it has the central not, not the central ones i'm so sorry um because too many of us have allowed to other people's opinions mm. to actually dictate who we are becoming right our parents have determined the careers that we go down for example mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. our friends have determined what we see as cool the internet has determined what we see as powerful or what we see as pretty and it's like well what have you determined mm. nothing like you haven't taken time no but and and it's important because a lot of us are losing that sense of power and i also think it's a reason why we're losing personal responsibility Mm. because it's like if you don't have agency why would you take responsibility for anything do you get what i mean so i think it's a it's a a really pivotal thing to do especially in the age of the internet where you are surrounded by so much imagery of what it is you should morph into to actually take a step back and be like okay let me get in touch with my agency here what do I actually want what do I actually like or is everything I am just an amalgamation of everything that everyone has told me to be am I just a collage like am I just the bits and pieces here and there and I've lost the original work like there is no original work here. It's just bits and pieces, you know? Um, I think that's when you really feel this sense of I've lost myself mm. because you've been covered up by too many other things. And wow. even the things you've been covered up by, they don't even make a coherent picture. Jeez. They really don't. And so take time to actually step back and identify at the core, at my original, who am I? What were the things that I was more inclined to? You know, did I like even small things? And that's why I like that you mentioned, put yourself in uncomfortable situations mm. or even put yourself in comfortable situations such as like, what movies do I like? What Bruh, food do, do I like? What, uh, what do I actually like to wear? Put the clean girl aesthetic aside. If you like to wear yellow jumpsuits, wear it. <laughs> you know what you're- Wear oh, it. No, 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 Courtney, actually- <laughs> you guys put that banana suit on (laughs) look like a minion that is what you you want do you know what yeah i think that the problem that many of us have when it comes to glowing and going is we live in the extremes exactly and it's either we live in the extreme of you know self-care i've got to sleep and die in this bubble bath that i've created (laughs) or everything around glowing and growing requires punishment Mm. like i feel like i need to do this to feel like i've been glowing and growing and it's like actually what do you like? What do you actually like? What and it, there's like? so much power in that. Like, I I'm, I really want to talk to the girls who good. grew up feeling like the weird girls, the quirky girls. And, the, and it's like, sis, <laughs> you were just you. Don't let, I, like, I, and I feel like growing up, it's sad because things like bullying or yep, siblings' yep, opinions yep, and yep. things like that come into play. And what the internet what? tells you is cool or not. And you start to stamp out your true uniqueness. And the world needs it. 
desperately this world is quickly turning gray because nobody wants to be their vibrant self we need and color. it's like we need color we need you all right we need the vibrancy that you bring so and good. the only way you're gonna bring vibrancy is really if you appreciate the multicolored story that is your life, right? And the, the things that you actually like. And no matter whether people are like, oh, I don't like that. That just seems so weird to okay. me. I'm telling you, those opinions are not going to do Irrelevant. anything. Now, it's different when people's opinions, um, they have power in your life to then inflict some kind of punishment or harm or re reserve something from you as you know a consequence of you being different. That's a completely different conversation about mm. power, power structures, abuse of power and stuff like that. But just general things like, girl, you know, you like, I don't know, you know, you love horror films. Yo. The, most of people don't like that, you know, but you like it. Do your thing, don't man. start going to watch these fairy tale movies. Talk about, I love it because all your friends don't like it. Be you. And even if it means going to explore, and this is what I love about community. You don't just have to be fixed to one. You don't just need to have one set of friends. Those are the most unhappy people I can Honestly. tell you. They, that's the mean girl complex. I only have one set of friends and what they like, I like. What they do, I do. Listen, if your friends don't like horror films, go find another group of people who have a horror film club, all right? And, and they go there every Friday to do their darkness. You go with them. <laughs> <laughs> you go with them. Not that's, embrace the dark. Yeah, that's your... All um, of them wear the black Yeah, eyeshadow. do you get what I mean? It's not my scene. You won't find me there, but you found your people <laughs> well you know like the um what do you call it dungeons and dragons yeah or like the game thing. of thrones like the star trek the stuff girl go i need and this is what i need us to do as well i know we're adults i know we're busy but can we start bringing back clubs like book clubs film clubs wine club i need a resurgence club. of hobbies biggest man thing because it's like we're all here just start glued. maybe the pandemic made it us do it but we're all just here start glued watching to youtube watching the youtube the same thing over, over, over and over again over and over and over we and want to like, look the same sound exactly. the same and i'm just like Girl. man unplug go outside find your people like it's actually such a beautiful thing to realize that there are more people out there like you than there are unlike you mm. even if they aren't around you mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so many of us can think our our world is the whole world exactly. it's not exactly there is this. so much out there and there are so many people who are also craving community around this common interest Hello. and so yeah sisters stop the club Get start going. making them Get pop going. up man because we can't initiate everything i don't like horror films I love but them. you might i love them yeah there you go so somebody I'm might ready. you might find your people um and that's actually a beautiful thing like to actually put yourself out there and be like okay you know what i haven't i i want to meet more people in this area how do i go about it well sometimes it doesn't exist or sometimes it's hard to find just start it and start making those people come close to you or just start putting yourself out there enough to actually join people and yes it will require you to be social but if you're <laughs> trying to this is another thing when it comes to finding yourself mm. get your get um get surrounded by people who have maybe not even found themselves in their entirety but right. who are actually confident in being their authentic self it's hard to embrace your uniqueness when you're around other people who don't feel the freedom to do the same thing so really be around people who are like i'm just me 
you know i'm just i'm witty i'm, free. I'm quirky i'm quiet you know how much that's freedom is in that man yeah and surround yourself with that i think one one of the things that spreads very well is freedom mm. but if you're not around people who feel free it's hard to catch it like it's really hard to catch freedom um but freedom can be caught like when people are just their free selves and they're just being them and literally living their best life whatever it looks like for them it empowers you to do the exact same thing mm. and that actually brings me to my last point which is follow people who are their authentic self as well like this thing really is about to a degree representation right and obviously the personal work being surrounded by people who are different um, and being exposed to images of people who are different will make you normalize quote unquote being weird yeah because too many people are like oh that's weird oh that's not cool and i know people think oh that's quite juvenile but if you really inspect your thoughts and your attitude towards yourself and if you really get to the root of why you do and do not allow yourself to do certain things you'll realize that it's because you think other people will think it's weird yeah or you think other people will think it's too much or it's too little or whatever it is it's not cool it's not for your age whatever it may be but it's not harming anybody it makes you feel very very happy and it's like child if you actually surrounded yourself with images of people who have allowed themselves to explore this thing you'll realize that weird is really subjective like really doesn't mean anything doesn't have any social consequence apart from the fact that it may displace you from your current group to another group and that group will accept you yeah wow (laughs) no because (laughs) i need more people to be weird and strange yeah i need more people to be weird and strange everybody looks the same everyone sounds the same everyone wants to be the same person everyone wants to do the same aesthetic and it's just like man this is why we're losing out on such wonderful stories Mm -hmm. and wonderful experiences because we're not embracing difference enough Mm. And I think because we have made difference bad, yeah. especially nowadays, it's like, if you're different, or if you have a thought that's like different, then you're bad. Yeah. And it's like, no, man, I love it. I love yeah. meeting quirky people yeah. and quirky in the sense of there's things that we don't share, yeah. but because we don't share it, there's more to share. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You learn so much. It gives you so much depth. And I do actually then want to give a caveat for the girls who are like, but my genuine interest is the mainstream. This is why we need to unpollute the pool for y'all because you Hello. can't even be as as um, free in that. Like I think about um, some of the YouTubers that I watch who like, I guess you would say perp. Uh, perpetuate the whole clean girl aesthetic thing for them it's like no this is genuine yeah, yeah, this what is I like. like i have finally finally discovered what i actually like and it's like you can tell they really like it why because there's an innovation there they're always that they're not just replicating what other people are doing they are actually setting the pace there we for go this thing because they have found their thing and this is why we need to kind of get off of each other's toes because it's like yo if i just allow you to do your thing you will flourish with it far beyond what i could have ever imagined just imitating it i need everybody to start being innovative and the only place you get to like you get to be innovative is when you really are in the authentic because then you can evolve right that's when you actually can reproduce something Um, not reproduce you can actually produce something because you're not replicating and I love that for y'all. If the mainstream is the thing that you actually really, really love and it just, it oozes out of your pores, Mm. then keep keep it up. (laughs) Keep it up. That's the content we want to see. And that's the people Uh, we want to see it from. There we go. But all of you guys who are trying to be something you are not, 
we don't want to see that. <laughs> it's not cute. We, we don't can care see that for you, it. And also, it's it's mad because people can sense discomfort. They can sense fakeness. They can sense when you are literally wearing shoes which are five times too wearing the stench of what is not you yeah it's not you and we can tell and it's like you know how beautiful you would be if you were just happy if you were just you and life is so short it's long but life is so very short quick i hate to be that person that's bringing you know mortality again on the eve of our queen's death but if there was ever an example you're gonna pack it in one day it's better that you pack it in having lived a happy life yeah one where you've given yourself permission to yeah. be yourself and be free. And you know what? I do think that there's something to be said about like the social penalties of being different. Like yeah. it can be, it can be hard. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, hard yeah, to be sure. somebody that's like not a part of the mainstream. And for others, it can actually be quite detrimental to, you know, yeah. maybe their safety, their earnings, well-being. their safety, well-being, all of that kind of stuff. There definitely are social penalties. And this is not us just saying, oh, be yourself. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Sometimes things will not be okay for a period of time. Yeah. That's the reality. But it's better that you are radical in your pursuit to be yourself yeah. than sitting in as somebody else. Yeah. And at least confessing it, right? And then working through it because even if you find people and you find a community and you still have reservations hesitations or challenges that have come because you have embraced your authentic self you can actually at least find the safety of community mm-hmm, to discuss mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. discomforts with yeah. but if you hold it within yourself you're gonna be contending with these things alone forever and our position will always be that will kill you like it really will take the life out of you the joy out of you um because you have all these questions which you could have answered if you spoke to other people you won't be able to find your people if you don't even know who you are oh, so take good. time take time to actually at least embrace it yeah. you don't have to confess it to everybody right until you find your people and mm. then confess it to them but at least admit it to yourself and Honestly. this is why the self-discovery is so important because it's like at least can i tell myself and admit to myself and confess to myself this is actually who i am right. even if the people around me don't know it and they don't understand it this is who i am so right. let me go and find some people who can help me um and let me also find some trusted people who may not share that identity with me or may not share that um passion or interest with me who i can actually at least say it to and then they will actually embrace it and then help me deal with it accordingly basically um yeah find yourself some real community man shameless plug for to my sisters so the thing about to my sisters (laughs) no but in in all honesty i do think that one of the greatest testaments to that is to my sisters like even in the in-person stuff like meeting folks i just kept on saying to the ladies, to Courtney, to myself, even like, I can't believe that I've actually met people like this. You know, like, I don't think I've ever had a negative experience meeting somebody that's been a part of the To My Sisters community. And if anything, what's been even more heartwarming is seeing the friendships and the bonds that are arising as a result of creating those kind of spaces. To think that me and Courtney being weirdos decided to (laughs) go ahead and create this weirdo sisterhood community just goes to show how powerful that can be yeah find your people actually be be intentional about pursuing your people and if there are some people that you think um would benefit from finding more like-minded people and you have not shared the two by sisters podcast or two by sisters anything and you have been gatekeeping you are in the naughty corner (laughs) 
we are placing you with the dunce hat <laughs> in the corner, the, the long one, but the, the one that kind of looks like the KKK. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, they need to redesign that. Share. That's another yeah, thing. Share it. Share it. Because I love what it. you were saying around like you living in your authentic self or seeing somebody else live in their authenticness yeah. is almost like giving permission to other people. And sometimes it's not necessarily just following people's aesthetics and what they're doing to feel whole, but seeing somebody else pursue something they love that mm. can trigger that wholeness in yourself. Yeah. That's why it's so important. That's why it's necessary to share communities. That's why it's necessary to break down this whole notion and idea of gatekeeping, especially mm. as women. Like we actually need each other mm. and we need each other to be authentic so that everyone else can also be authentic. And then so we can good. create more authentic communities. So yeah. don't gatekeep as well. If you are, if you find communities or resources, or if you even have like one other sister that you share something in common with and you find the community or come across resources that you have loved and really enjoyed, mm. then share with her. There's so many times that Courtney will see something and she'll share it with me because she knows that this is something that mm. I like. It might not even be something she's interested mm. in, but she's like, ah, I know Renee likes this or Renee thrives in this. This will be a great opportunity to send her. So even in that, giving people the capacity and the resources that they need to live their authentic self yeah. case in point like the person that loves the horror i don't know why we still <laughs> i horror. don't know why he's stuck there you know that your friend loves horror you hate it but you've seen the most amazing horror convention happen yeah. you don't have to go with her you might want us to support her Absolutely every now and not. again but <laughs> you <laughs> you've seen the horror convention <laughs> or you've seen a book that you know that she'll like that's yeah. literally just got the horror greats from you know beginning to end yeah. get it for her yeah. share it with her it might not be you that she goes with but it's you that she's thinking of and it's yeah. you that has created this forum where she feels comfortable being herself because yeah. she knows that that's some like again the whole relationship with slash four she's ne she's not going to necessarily feel like she has to perform anymore but she knows that you've got her even though she's doing something that you actually don't like yeah like it's okay yeah Share. yeah and that actually lends well and i'm, I'm gonna make this like my last <laughs> point sorry no girl i've I'm been, so sorry I've been yeah no, I was, <laughs> that I really lends well to the fact that in embracing being multifaceted, we have to allow our friends to be multifaceted. And what that means is there are some things that will happen in their life, which we will not want to and will not have to take part in. And I think one illusion and deception that happens in friendship is if I'm going to be your bestie, I'm going to be your sister, well, I need to be a part of everything you do. Why did you go to that thing without me? Because you don't like it. Hello? And I'm not going <laughs> to stop doing it because you don't want to go. I'm still going to go. And you're not going to want to come. So I'm not going to ask you. It's all right. <laughs> and it's actually okay. And it also means don't get offended when your friend is like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. I don't really like that food. I don't really want to do that. Right. And it's like, okay, now we have to find a different place to bond because there are clearly common grounds that we have. This just ain't one of them. And that's no. actually okay. And that means you actually have to give your friends the ability to have a level of independence from you mm. you are not the main character in their life and you oh. are not the supporting the first supporting role in go. their life either you do not have to be in every scene with them they can go and have a part of their life that is completely you they have no memory of you with them there <laughs> however they do have the the confidence that you love them whilst that they there they go. are there and that's okay right that is there, so there is a there is sometimes an unhealthy attachment that happens in female friendships where it's like everywhere you go i must go why Besties. i don't even take my children everywhere do I you go. know what i mean stay over there Bestie. where are you going <laughs> 
Why? In fact, why are Relax. you going? You I don't even know like you it. Don't like this. Go away. You're I even know. making it horrible for me. Do you know what? And that's and that's the. <laughs> <laughs> you are actually essentially bad vibes in this space, <laughs> Honestly, and you have decided to bring you, it into a space in that this. I like. Like, stop it. Do you know it's what I okay. mean? You don't have to do this. It's like when people watch Marvel films with you for the first time. It's like, oh, what's this? What's this? This stop it. <laughs> Go and find a group of beginners. Go and find a group of beginners. This is the advanced Th- class. Don't come with me to new films. Now, if you want to call me and be like, I'm doing a, ma- a Marvel marathon in my house, and I know you're starting from Iron Man 1, that's calm because I know the context. But don't come with me to the new the Black Panther release. film no, 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 asking no, 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 me, who's no, no, that? No, who's no, why no, does he do no. that? I'm not going to answer your stupid questions. Where's Shut Chadwick? up. Shut up! Do you know what I mean? I will call the Metropolitan Police for <laughs> that you. That will end friendships. Stay at home. <laughs> Just to let you know, that. as a new Black Panther film is coming out very, very soon. If your Avenger friends, like your Marvel MCU head friends, are a bit hot, give us space, give us room. Letitia Wright, I'm speaking to you directly. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> ring me. <laughs> I just want to chat on this podcast biggest fan hello call us it was black panther one that actually got me into marvel i had never watched a marvel film before then. really nope and then as soon as i watched black panther i watched black panther seven times in the cinema um even and and then it was in the lead up to our final year degree exams yeah right and these were the only exams that counted wow. towards my entire degree what was i doing doing um what was i doing during revisions you know season watching. watching every single marvel film twice that's a great experience though watching the marvel films oh, for the first time man. oh my days what was the film that got me started for me it was one of the thors oh, okay because i love like mystical yeah, fantasy yeah. type stuff and i watched thor and i was like ah, first of all i'm in love with this man <laughs> Second of all, the Avengers, who are they? Yeah. Then I went to Iron Man and then, oh. <laughs> it's, it's always a downward spiral. It's always a downward spiral. What? But yeah, um, shout out to our MCU babes. Maybe shout we'll do out a to our MCU. Oh, that would be so oh. In cinemas around the UK. That would be great. And, well, around the world. We would love- around the world. Why not? Like we said, keep your eyes peeled because there will be some wonderful and ex- exceptional <laughs> things coming in the exactly. next few months or so. Just keep exactly. your eyes peeled. Well, that being said, plug into the sisterhood. You can follow us on all social media platforms at To My Sisterhood. I'm talking Instagram, Twitter, Come TikTok, LinkedIn. Even LinkedIn. Search we're To everywhere, My Sisters. Bro. We are there posting opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> memes not on linkedin because we're serious maybe memes. like one or two yeah professional but ones memes on other stuff and yeah just ways for you to get plugged in and also connect with other sisters so come and connect with us on social media and you can follow our individual glow and grey journeys the lovely bronze goddess here on my right Stop is it. At- <laughs> call me athena the greek goddess <laughs> is at renee kapuku and you can follow me at cd Boate. hello and of course you can sign up for the exclusives on the mailing list look now i'm i ain't even got a front guys if you want to keep your eyes peeled the best way is to be on the main yep. list okay Exclusive perks too. you've we've seen we've seen we have felt and it hurt last time <laughs> so keep yourself on that ma- in fact as you're listening to the sound of my voice everybody that is listening to the sound of my voice to my sisters will find themselves at to my sisters.com with haste there we go sisters it's been real it has and keep it real and authentic
sorry. <laughs> I'm not a rapper though. Uh, <laughs> that's one place that Cody would not allow me to be my authentic self. Being a rapper. Anyways, guys, it has been real. Keep it real. We'll be back with another episode very, very soon. But until then, keep glowing and growing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.